This time on Holy Ghost Notes. That was my best yet. God help us. Tim. Hell, repent. That's wrong on so many levels. I'm not a better drummer, necessarily. No. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. My name is Mac Reiner and I'm here with my co-host, Tim Anderson. Yo. Tim, good to see you. Good to see you. What's we have on? some great topics today, and we'll get into that in a bit. But first, you have a new studio, and it is so good <laughs> to see you sitting in this new studio. Yes. Yes, yes. Tell us about it. Well, um, I was uh, procrastinating for a while on some of the things that I needed to do in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, after you do a well, lot of work and there's like a busy. moment of chill I, I have been busy, it's true uh, but there there was like a moment of chill with like the housework and right. um, the room was pretty much like ready to go, I just had to like do some painting and then put the acoustic treatment up and uh, when it got late and I was tired after working all day and you know, got the kids to bed. I had like a little bit of time to work on it and I chose to like sit. <laughs> okay. And, I have a question and, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, when I have a project, it's in my recent experience, it can really be any project. Uh, most recently it was setting up the baby camera. Which should not be something <laughs> that is a big task. It, it's pretty much handed to you. You just pull it out of the yeah, box. Yeah. But but there's certain elements to it I knew would be, you could be <laughs> meticulous about, mm-hmm. right? There was the potential to be meticulous. So I thought about the baby camera and I'm like, wait a second. Do I really want to get into that right now? Because I want to do a good job and have it look really nice. And I'm not going to start it. <laughs> is there a part of you that's like that where you look at the studio and say, okay, yeah. I have all the pieces, I have the time, but I know I I, I, I want to do a really good job and I don't yeah. know that I'm ready to do... You have to be prepped almost to start the thing. And then I once you start it, the ball goes sure. rolling down the yeah. hill. And, yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened, actually. It got to the point where it's like, I, there's really nothing stopping me from doing this. And the sooner... right. The sooner I take care of it, the sooner I can be in here, you know, on the kid Enjoying recording. It. And I think it really just hit me that like I need music back in my life. And then I was like talking to somebody about it, and they're asking me like if I was building a studio at the new house. The studio. And I was telling them, yeah, actually, it's it's almost done. And then like <laughs> for whatever reason, me saying like me verbalizing it, it's almost done. <laughs> <laughs> was like enough and so literally that night after I said that um I got in here and I just I, I painted and then uh the next day I put up the started putting up the acoustic treatment and then mm-hmm. uh it took me like I think like three days to get the acoustic treatment all situated and then had to purchase some more was missing some materials ended up like reapplying so this time around, instead of doing it, uh, adhesive spray for getting the acoustic uh, foam mm-hmm. to adhere to the wall, I used these um, 
they're kind of like like double sided 3M tape specific for okay. acoustic foam. It's terrible, oh, cool. man. It's terrible. Uh, it saved Ugh. me some time and was less messy, but um, like the next day, there were 15 panels sitting on the floor no, that had not stuck. No. So I ended, I ended up just going back out and uh, buying a can of the 3M adhesive that worked the last that time. That stuff is amazing. And, uh, You'll never yeah, get it, it off works, the wall, but it it's works amazing. fine. <laughs> well, that was like part of it for me was like, if I, I'd rather like not have to peel the entire piece of foam off. I'd rather just know, okay. There's four corners with 3M yeah. double-sided tape that right. I have to use a spackle blade with. But um, some some things just work. Yeah, it some didn't it didn't just, work that well. So I wouldn't recommend. Some things but. don't work. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's done uh, for the most part. Started wiring up some of the stuff. Um, you know, it took me a little bit to figure out how the room is going to be organized because certain things fit in the room in my mind in a certain way, and then once you got it in there. It was slightly different, you know, yeah. whether it be an inch or two. I didn't go and measure everything prior. You know, my drums were in cases uh, for the last, you know, who knows how long. So um, I had a rough idea of where things were going. Um, and, and so it took me a little time to get all that set up. But, yeah, I'm sitting in here now, and um, it's not fully soundproofed, but it's enough where I'm not – I'm certainly not bothering anybody. So you – you didn't do a double wall or a floating floor, I, did you? Uh, so it's not a floating floor, but it's a it's an extension on the house, and it's actually lower slightly than the main level. Oh, that's um, good. So that helps a little bit. Um, it's not. I mean, it's still connected to the floor, but it's a different. It's concrete um, off of Pad. the main slab. Oh, that's um, so huge. that helps a little bit. Um, I did do. It, it's not a double wall. Um, but I did do uh, Quiet Rock, which is a more expensive sheetrock. That's basically two panels glued together with uh, sound absorbent adhesive in in between. So, so that's you, what I'm using that, for the sheetrock. You put that up on the existing wall. Yeah. Well, I had to strip down the wall to the studs, wow. and I and I um, I put in uh, Roxel Safe and Sound soundproofing insulation. So there's the wow. soundproofing insulation, and then there's the quiet rock on top of that, mm-hmm. and then I have, and then I have it painted, and then, and then this the acoustic foam, which it's like two inch, uh, two inch foam, right? That covers pretty and much the entire. Have room. you? Did you test it beforehand by hitting the snare drum, and then test it afterwards with like? No, I didn't. I didn't have any of my drums. Um, okay. I did kind of a sound test. I should have really done a like a DB test, but what I can do, there wasn't even a door in this room. We actually put a solid door oh. in the room so as well. So there would have been no way to test. I could easily, I could easily just open the door, <laughs> do a DB test, <laughs> close the door, and see what the difference is, and that would be your difference there. Uh, you but, should do um, that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sure it's That's it's funny. drastic. It's not going to be as so. I was in a basement before, and the room was smaller, and there were there were a number of things. There was no window, or a number of things working say, for me at the last difference. place. So there will be more sound bleed uh, inevitably. Yes. But the nice thing is too is uh, you're better at not, drums, well, so your neighbors <laughs> are going to be happier. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, and um, your wife too. <laughs> there's no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not getting on the kid at at, at midnight 
at all, but I, I, I probably I won't be bothering them when I do play. Is is how yeah. I put it. You know, if someone wants to watch a movie in the room right outside here, they probably won't be happy with me if I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> captions but, on. We need but, captions. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, otherwise, that's very exciting, Tim. I'm, good, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this for you. You deserve it. Thank You've you. You worked yeah. hard. I had a thought this morning before we got on. No, it was during the Inner Circle pre-roll, actually. Have you ever imagined what someone looks like when you hear their voice? You can only yes. hear their voice, be it on mm-hmm. the radio or podcast. Okay. What do you think people that don't know what we look like think we look like? <laughs> <laughs> because as you were talking, I envisioned 18-year-old Tim Anderson with a big... yeah. Pro. Yep, yep. And I'm like, this voice does not align with that kid. Now That's, it's like, yeah, yeah. This, you look exactly like how your voice is. <laughs> well, to be fair, you've probably looked looked at me uh, a lot more recently <laughs> with this look, this facade. <laughs> I'm concerned uh, that you just said the word probably as if that's even yeah, in doubt. Well, I mean, I don't know what you were doing back in the day. I mean... <laughs> Well, every time I played a show, I had a picture of you, curly hair, hanging from Tom One. <laughs> with your V-neck hanging as low as it could be. The v-neck. Matt Halpern double oh, V-neck. What a, what a phase that was. Uh, I'm glad that we're past that. I American the Apparel. The Wasn't that the company? Yeah. Uh-huh. They sold the deep V. The deep V. Goodness. <laughs> I used to, somehow I used to wear a size small t-shirt i was just talking about this on tour i'm like i fit into a small that's wrong on so many levels one how first of all (laughs) how did i do that two why why did i do that my arms were skinny and i thought i had muscle and i was like you know what if i wear a smaller shirt they'll look even bigger well yeah because there's no blood in my arms anymore (laughs) because you've just (laughs) cut off the circulation to your hands so yes, your biceps look bigger and your hands just died. And yeah. hopefully they'll come back to life. <laughs> size yeah, I, small. Banties. Yeah, I did the same thing, man. I did the same thing. We're about the same size. You're probably a little bit more muscular than I am. But as far as height and overall build, I think we're about the same. But uh, yeah, I don't know how I fit uh, into a small shirt either. Yeah. Oops. Bright eyes, Page of the Lion, Evergreen Terrace. The panties. Uh, I think I think I had a Zayo shirt. Yeah, I had lots of shirts. In fact, I kept most of my band shirts. And at some point, still I'd have like them? To, I think I'd like to turn them into a quilt or something. I saw like a trend online <laughs> awesome. of people like taking the fronts of their band shirts and just like sewing them all together. And I'm like, that's a yeah. pretty good idea because I'm never gonna wear these again. No, even if they, yeah, even if would... I could get them to fit, I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing them out. You know. Yeah, I thought you were going to say frame them, and that is a huge task. I, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of work. It's not a lot that of I work. can sew, it, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my first thought. When you said quilt, I'm like, okay, maybe you should have gone with the picture idea. Yeah, I'll just, because, I'll just pay someone to do it for me. Right. That's how life works now. You yeah. just pay people to do things. Well, that's how it worked and, back in the day, technically. <laughs> you know, we all. Now we're all self-starters, and I can learn that. I'll just watch a YouTube video and figure it out. But back in the day, 
You, yeah. uh, you went to the tradesmen who knew what they were doing because that's otherwise true. it wasn't done well. And that's how we... And we were better <laughs> off. So maybe we should go back to doing that <laughs> because should. none of us really know what we're doing. We're just like, yeah, I can... My parents said I'm good at everything, so <laughs> I'm just going to do this because I'm good. I'll be good at this. Yeah. And, uh, and I was not, thinking about okay? this the other day, specifically just, with like not. housework stuff. Like there's, there was a number of, of instances with every single, well, I've only owned two houses, but with every single house I've lived in, you at some point uncover something that was done poorly. And in many yeah. cases it was that's a homeowner very true. that tried to do it themselves. Cause like, ah, oh, yeah, I can do that. I, that's fine. Right. I'll, I'll take care of it. And then they don't do it well. And then no. he, the next homeowner inherits that problem uh, yes. in most cases. Um, and I, so there are many opportunities for me to say, I'll just do that. I can I can handle it. I don't know what I'm doing, but what's the worst mm -hmm. that could happen? Uh, right. And uh, and I decided to just do it the right way. Because <laughs> like, down the you. road, I'll thank myself. Just get yeah. someone who knows how to do it. Um, that doesn't mean I can't watch and learn from someone who knows what they're doing so that next time yeah. maybe I can attempt to do it. But uh, let's just get it done right. That was kind of my philosophy with this uh, with this project. So um. That's very that's very <laughs> smart of you. And I, it just reminds us that men are prideful, uh, especially about our work. Mm. We, yeah. love, we love to tell people what we've done and how we did it. Yeah. And how many times <laughs> you've done it and come and take a look at it. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Show it off. Of course. Tell me I did a good job. <laughs> it's just if, if, if you're doing it because you enjoy the project or because you can do it or because you want to learn, that's, that's great. But man, in my case, um, a lot of times it's just pride. I, I'm in this, uh, I'm working with a guy right now in a program called men of iron. And yesterday he was telling me about how humility leads to everything good hmm. and pride leads to everything bad. And it's such a simple concept, but it's so true. It is so true. If you think yeah. about, if you, work, if you work backwards from the end and there's a terrible thing that happened that you had some control over, you can usually work backwards to a place where you had a decision to say, I can do this or I can say no. Mm -hmm. and pride is at that intersection. You putting yourself up above other people or um, just a just a very true statement in my life. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's a good reminder to um, be humble and put other people first. Just that, just to put other people first above mm -hmm. you. Consider other people better than you. Yeah. And... Uh, I think this relates to ju just us in general as as men with projects. Just remind, just to remind yourself that God sees you as someone who's loved and valuable, and also awful. Yeah, <laughs> those two things in conjunction. <laughs> you yeah. can't have one without the other. You need Him because you're awful, and you mm -hmm. you can't even in your best day or best attempt earn what you need mm -hmm. so it's gifted to you yeah. but also at the same time don't live in despair because y you will if you focus on how bad life can be tough mm -hmm. life can be and how bad you are that's right it's funny that you're uh that well so that that relates to our 
to one of our topics a little bit. Um, okay. So it's funny that you're bringing that up. Which uh, you picked. I did pick it. And uh, on top of that, um, <laughs> I, the song oh, that I Oh, I see wrote, where you're going. The, I'm so looking at the... I'm, oh, I don't see I'm gonna, where you're going. Okay. I'm going to read just the, the first verse of this song that I wrote. And you'll laugh, Matt, mm-hmm. because um, the first thing that I wrote when I got in this room was... Of all things, a worship song, oh. um, which is surprising to probably to many of you listening, if you've been listening for well since the beginning. <laughs> well, well, Tim, that's that's uh, that's laugh about this. So in uh, in three, in, fake laugh, okay. In three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> <laughs> jolly good, jolly good. <laughs> So uh, so I so I wrote this song, but the funny thing is that exactly <laughs> what you're saying about pride versus humility, yeah. about being awful but not letting it affect your relationship with God. That's exactly mm-hmm. what this song is about. So the so the verse that I wrote um, was it, it's probably not the the best worship song for like the whole congregation to sing unless they're in a place where they're ready to sing this because <laughs> mm-hmm. at first <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if this really applies to me, but then it's like, Oh, this actually applies to everybody when uh-huh. you really boil it down. Uh, but the lyrics that I wrote are, um, Oh God, I thank you that your love and grace are not confined to those most righteous or devout for neither one am I. See, I'm the one who needs it most. It's your forgiveness. I rely on. And when I fail and fail again, you remind me why you died. Wow, that's really good. And so that's the that's the f- verse uh, that starts that kicks off the whole song, and um, and that just like really spoke to me. Um, I was in a place of just like I was in a place of thankfulness, but also like self awareness of just how horrible of a person I am. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like for me recently. My, uh, I am very impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on edge constantly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I find myself making mistakes like mm-hmm. all the time, just like right. messing up, especially like as a right. dad. Um, right. for, for whatever reason, I've been more aware of my, um, my flaws <laughs> since mm-hmm. I became a parent. Uh, it's been, it's become apparent to me. Uh, that mm. becoming a parent mm-hmm. has uh, <laughs> uh, the pun yeah, king is back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, never left. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. It's just it's it's so. Uh, I, I'm very aware of of the things that I do wrong. Usually, right after I do them too, it's just like a slap in the face. Like, wow, you oh, shouldn't man. have done that. I, I, you shouldn't have reacted that's, that way. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's, that's being <laughs> married too. I, I, I'm not too. a parent quite yet, but it's. I find I I I'm, I do the same thing where I'll walk away. What it's typically when I'm by myself after I'm with Annie, mm. and it's typically the case that she did the right thing and I didn't. <laughs> and so I'm walking away and I'm, I'm trying to be all right about life. And I'm by myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an awful person. And she is so, how does she, how does she do this over and over again? She, she's the one apologizing 
uh, for something. And what she did was so minuscule compared to what I did. And I'm standing here with my arms crossed, you know, yeah. like, wow. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's such a, if being a parent is anything like being married uh, and the lessons it teaches you, he, I'm going to need some prayer here in about two weeks. Yes. <laughs> Tim, help. <laughs> we all need help. That's, I think the bottom line is we all need help. And, um, and we are going to talk about that a little bit, uh, a little bit more today. Yeah. Well, let's, but, let's um, get into drum topic because time is of the essence. Time and, is of um, the essence. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, taking your time. Yes. Speaking time of is of the essence. So we're going to take it for ourselves. You came up with this topic so, uh, you can take it away and yeah. Absolutely. So, you. so what I'd like to talk about today, um, it's not something too estranged from what we've talked about in the past, um, but I wanted to focus on it because I feel like there's a lot of topics that I assume that we've covered mm-hmm. that, um, in reality, we've really only touched on because it's it relates to the primary topic. So we've kind of yeah, hit it, but not head on. Um, so this is an opportunity for us to uh, take our time. With this topic, um, yeah, this which is, a good is topic, take, by the take way. your time. So, so what I wanted to talk about, and it's probably not going to be a, an extremely long or in-depth conversation, but it's really just right. the concept of taking your time, especially when when learning something new um, or mm-hmm. practicing things, uh, committing things to muscle memory. Um, it's not uh, a foreign concept, especially to most of you. Uh, who have been playing drums or playing an instrument for uh, a long time. But uh, as you know, um, when when you are uh, excited about something or you really want to uh, learn something, like say like there's a drum part, maybe there's an August Burns Red drum part you, you want to learn really badly. It's a brand new song. Maybe you're the type of person that posts videos of your drum covers, um, and you know time is of the essence here. Mm-hmm. This song just released. It's the single. You want to get out a drum cover before the album comes out. You want to get a drum cover out before everyone else has a drum cover of this song out. Right, um, right. And you just want to learn this song. Well, anyone who's tried to learn an August Burns Red song will know you can't just pick up the sticks. I, I mean, some of you can. But in most cases, you can't just pick Kevin up Corcoran. the sticks and know how to play the song. Um, for some of you, it'll come easier. For some of you, it won't. Um, uh, but you, you you have to take your time in order for the end result to be at its best. Mm-hmm. So this applies to uh, just about everything um, that especially with drumming, everything that you can do in drumming <laughs> takes takes time to learn. Um, and sometimes you're falling back on principles or fundamentals that you know, so it doesn't take as much time to learn certain things, but you're still falling mm-hmm. back on principles or fundamentals that you've taken time to learn in the past. Mm-hmm. So... What I wanted to That's talk about true. was more of more of a challenge or more of just uh, uh, encouraging you all to take your time with certain things. Don't feel like you have to rush through stuff. 
um, I've been asked more more so now that um, I co-host this podcast, I've been asked how to do certain things, how to play certain things, what my approach is to certain things, even to analyze how someone's playing and let them know how they can improve. Um, I'm not a better drummer necessarily, maybe in my mind uh, because of this podcast. I'm not necessarily a better drummer now because I'm podcasting about drumming. Um, but, uh, but I have a platform where it may seem like I'm better at drums than I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so I get asked a lot more. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, it's when I'm asked about like certain patterns or, uh, asked about, uh, a rudiment or something like that. And I go back and try to explain it. Uh, oftentimes it, it, makes me aware of how much I still have to learn or practice these things. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, specifically the other day I was like working on just uh, like a two-stroke roll. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like so simple, so rudimental. And yeah. I just realized that I did, I never gave myself sufficient time to practice this. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can do it, mm -hmm. but my left is far less <laughs> like my yeah. form starts going off as soon as I start going fast and I was like thinking to myself I should have spent more time mm -hmm. I still I still should I should spend more time practicing this slow focusing on my form focusing on my uh my strength on my left so that it matches my right so that I have full control over all of mm -hmm. my accented notes, all of my full strength notes, you know, everything here, I'm just keeping my form uh, proper once I start playing faster, you know, like all these things. I was like, all I need to do is mm -hmm. play this slowly <laughs> for an extended period of time. And it brought me back to like before I had a drum kit and I was playing every day for an hour for an entire year. Mm -hmm. uh, so that I could earn this drum set, so that I could prove to my parents that I was, you know, committed enough to deserve right. a drum set. And um, and I was like, that was such a good time in my life because I was forced to play for an hour, and in most cases I was playing one rudiment. I was playing paradiddles mm -hmm. for an hour or, mm -hmm. you know, something. And it was it was a, an opportunity for me to really learn uh, and and craft my my skills so mm -hmm. um i don't think we should ever approach drums or or our instrument in a way that is like i have been doing this for x amount of years i am right. at this skill level i'm just going to jump into this and i'm going to play right. this fast and just assume that i can do this well mm -hmm. i think we should almost always be scrutinizing our abilities and um, the fundamentals. Yeah, the fundamentals and and be open and uh, humble with ourselves mm -hmm. about <laughs> being able to uh, to take our time, take it slow, and not be ashamed uh, to take it back to square one and start from scratch. You know, uh, I'm yeah, I relearning the two-stroke roll <laughs> guys mm -hmm. i'm relearning the two-stroke roll <laughs> i i think part part of that is comparing yourself to 
someone who's not as skilled or mm. practiced as you on the kit. Have you ever heard about how people who are wealthy don't think they're wealthy? They mm, compare yeah. themselves to people who are wealthier than they are, so they never yep. really feel like they're wealthy. It's, it's the same thing with drumming. People who are good at drumming don't think they're good because they're comparing themselves to Matt Garska. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we, all, we all are Comparison bad. Comparison is the death of Mac joy, Garska. Mark Twain. There you go. So every now and then use humility to practice the fundamentals and every now and then use pride to compare yourself to someone who's not as good as you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want the honest truth. Correct. Both, both can be helpful in determining your true north. I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you talk about this and I'm thinking about an era of my life maybe five years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. I was on mikeslessons.com and I was going through his cata- his his world of of educational videos and courses, world rhythms, and simple fundamental grooves and techniques. I really like how he has his courses laid out because it, it he teaches to a way, to a standard that's below you if you've been playing for a little while, or so you think. The tempos are really slow to start with, and then he builds mm-hmm. them up and builds them up and builds them up. But he breaks you down as he does this because you think you got it at 80 BPM, but when you play it and you try to make it sound like he does, you can't. For me, it's important to sit down and work on the simple, quote-unquote, aspects of drumming with... It's, for me, it's important to do that with my – I need to feel like a professional. I need to hear things and see things in a way that it's, it's – um, I don't know, like you're in the Apple store. Like everything is, is new and nice and polished. That, that's just my personality. So if I'm working on something simple, as a basis, I need, I need my, my ultimate ears. You know, I need to have pro sound – and I need to have this Mike's Lessons course pulled up where everything looks really good. And then I push play. I have my coffee next to me. It's almost like you're in school. Like yeah. you're driving to college and you're sitting there in class and you, you you dressed up a little bit. You know, you took a shower. You're presentable. You feel good. You ate breakfast. Like pull yourself together and approach this like it's something that really matters. Yeah. The 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 things that you do before you get to the kit also matter. I was talking about this a couple of days ago with a student. I used to think when you sit down at the drum set, that's when you started becoming a better drummer. That's not, that's not true. Most of your life affects the rest of your life. Drumming is one aspect of your life, but you can be a better drummer by being a harder worker at your job, by um, being more patient with people around you. There are so many characteristics that make you who you are that when you get to the kit, it actually makes you a better drummer. You can be working mm. on this instrument when, when you're doing something that seems completely disconnected from it. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. that I wish I had known that before because I thought, oh man, I just need to get to the kit. And then when you get here, you're frustrated because you, you just wanted to get to the kit and you've been working right. all day. You're over it. You're burnt out. 
um, and you sit down to play, and now you bring all that to to your drumming. That's right. Like you're you're like five steps behind. So, number one, remind yourself that everything else you do in life affects drumming, even though it has seemingly nothing to do with drumming. And two, for me at least, my personality, approach drumming, especially when you're doing the fundamental stuff where you feel like it's maybe below you or basic, approach it like it's a like it's a class that you're excited to take and you want to show up looking and feeling presentable because what'll happen is you'll sit down and you'll you'll treat it like it like it really matters, like it's important that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Mike's lessons dot com is an awesome website if you're on the fence about where to sign up for drum courses they look professional they sound professional he's a very good communicator i recommend it very highly recommend it i also have have some have some courses um and a bunch of breakdown videos but find your place doesn't have to be my my site um it isn't my site if you're not a metal drummer if you are a metal drummer it probably is my site because it's it's a niche, but find what you want to learn, and then spend time with it. Like you yep. said, Tim, allocate some time to do this, where the thing that you're you're working on will affect so many things down the road. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know you're you're going back to these basics with you know double strokes or paradiddles, and you wish that you would have had more time to spend on them. Well, you can now. Mm-hmm. But the basics really matter, and for me, it's about it's about um, treating it with the right mindset when when you're doing it, like it's a college yeah. course that you really care about. Yeah, and don't be ashamed to take it slow, <laughs> lower that BPM, and you know hash it out at, uh, at a very slow BPM until you have mm-hmm. it right, until you have that form, until you're matching the strength of your dominant hand with your less dominant hand, you know, like, like mm-hmm. take it slow, you know, perfect that, um, and then start increasing your BPM, start increasing your, your speed. So dude, slow, slow is hard. Slow is slower hard. Tempos, slower tempos mm-hmm. are, in my opinion, more challenging than fast. Yeah. More space. There's more space. But you can also take the time to actually analyze what you're doing and and make changes uh, in the moment, you know. Absolutely. So it's, so it's, it's important. So that's kind of the gist of what I wanted to talk about. Um, and that's great. Thank you for that uh, addition, Matt. That was perfect. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I remember my drum instructor years ago, Clyde Lucas, a uh, local drummer who played with Miles Davis and Ray Charles wow. and, t- and taught Omar Hakim. That's huge. Who I just saw as being indicted. Um, indicted? Inducted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully not indicted. <laughs> <laughs> indicted is the bad one. Inducted is the good yeah, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's being inducted. <laughs> Omar Hakim is not being indicted. Are being indicted. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, Zildjian celebrates 400 years this year. Mm. Wow. And they have a big party happening in New York City, I believe. And uh, Omar cool. Hakim is being inducted. <laughs> He's, he, he played for Daft Punk. That's really all yeah. you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. that's uh, Clyde Lucas is who I was talking about. got distracted. He... He would break me every time I went in for a lesson. 
I felt like he was breaking me down with tempos. So I'd play something fast because I was a metal drummer who was 22 years old and thought I really mm -hmm. had it figured out. And he'd be like, fantastic. <laughs> now we'll play it slow. <laughs> and then he would take your hands, put them both on snare drums. So you weren't making yourself sound better by playing all over the place. Just snare, slow it down. And you were going to play triplets with no accents. So triplet, 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 right, left, right, left, right, left. No accents, though. Yeah. If you've never done that before, it's tricky to keep track <laughs> of where you are and you're used to doing accents. Then you add in your hi-hat. So triplet, 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 right? Quarter notes are on the one, two, three, and four, obviously. And there's three strokes per pulse mm -hmm. to make it triplets. Then... But still, there's no accents in your hands. Then you would accent your your quarter note. So right, mm -hmm. left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Then you would accent the end. So one, end, two, end, three, end, one, end, one, end. That's hard mm -hmm. if you've never done it. And then you would accent the uh. One, end, uh, two, end, uh, three, end, uh, four, end, uh, one. All the while, your hi-hat is playing quarter notes. Right. And then you really were... You felt like you were broken. Then he'd be like, slower, drummer. Play it slow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's so good to do yeah, that. So it's good. so good to do that. It's so mm -hmm. simple, and it's it's so good. It's the best way to teach yourself, uh, like, limb independency, for sure. Like, you can't just yeah. jump into those things quickly. Like <laughs> No. No, you can't. You got to trick your brain that's, a little bit. That's when you need a teacher to show you. Because we just get so trapped in our idea of what we I should be working on. That's another little myth we can bash right right now while we're here. <laughs> Is yeah. no matter what level you're at, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how much experience, exposure, fame you have, uh, it never hurts to be taught something. And in fact, you yeah. should be looking to be taught something. If we ever get to the point in our lives where we feel like we don't have to learn something new. God help us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always something to learn, and it doesn't yeah. matter who's teaching it to you. So, yeah. Maybe that's Good. a lesson in drum humility, but yeah. That's a great that's a great topic. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And um well, I I think uh I can kick off much the faith one. It. Yeah, I can cut um kick off our faith topic as well cuz I, I Faith faith topic is about the main you character Nintendo syndrome back in the day. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Also, yeah, very, very Nintendo esque, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So our faith topic is, um, I guess I couldn't figure out a great title for it, but I'm going with the main character syndrome, mm -hmm. and this is something that I've been thinking a lot about, and um, I say coincidentally, but it's rarely ever a coincidence. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I've heard multiple different perspectives on this recently. <laughs> Maybe I just noticed them because I was thinking yeah. about it. But regardless, right. um, it's uh, it's something that has been uh, relevant to me recently. So this topic kind of stems from uh, church on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And not because of what the sermon was about, but because uh, when the story was being told, 
when when the passage in the Bible was being read, I am automatically uh, assumed the position of the main character when <laughs> trying to be taught the the lesson here. You know, right. <laughs> when when I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I take from this? I put myself in the position of the of the main character of the story and said, okay, whatever the main character is learning, that's what's being applied to me here. Mm-hmm. And then quickly realized that wasn't the case. I am not the main <laughs> character. The, attribute, the attributes of the main character do not apply to me here. I am actually one of the secondary characters. <laughs> and it made me realize uh, just how much we do this. And so it seems to be a phenomenon in the Christian faith. And I'm saying mm-hmm. the Christian faith... I'm focusing on the Christian faith only because that's where my experience lies. That's where mm-hmm. I was brought up in, and I've seen right. the commonality. So in Christianity, uh, when we're taught about Bible passages, about parables in particular, uh, we just assume that we're the most important person. <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the main character. Uh, case in point here is uh, the... Uh, the parable of the uh, shoot now it's now the name of it is escaping me. Um, the prodigal son. The prodigal son. Yes, I knew so, you were going to say this. Yeah, I should and have I given touched, it to you, but I didn't want to cut yeah, you off. I might have touched on this in the past, but um, like f- for the longest time growing up, I just assumed that I was the prodigal son. That the the person that Jesus was trying to teach me about in this story was the prodigal son that I had, you know, asked for my inheritance early and left and was not a good steward of it and ended up coming back and he accepted me back. And yeah, that's a principle that does apply to us as Christians. But upon further inspection, I realized that I was actually the brother (laughs) in this story. The older brother. And and that's, in fact, who Jesus may have been (laughs) explaining to us uh, (laughs) who we should be aligning ourselves with. Because when the prodigal son who's done all of these things does not deserve to be welcomed back by the father, is welcomed back by the father with open arms. He throws them, throws throws this... uh, this party. sinner, this, yeah, yeah, he throws a party for this kid who's just been terrible and uh, doesn't deserve it. Um, it's this kid's older brother who never stopped working in the fields, who never stopped re- respecting the father, who never left home, who is uh, offended. Left. Mm-hmm. Offended this. and <laughs> and in the end, it, as far as we know, isn't actually ever a part of the party. Welcoming mm-hmm. his younger brother home. Right. Yep, exactly. Wild. And and, and wild. so that is just a picture of uh, religion for me. Absolutely. It's, it's like we feel like we have earned this thing. There's this clear picture of love being represented here. You know, this the prodigal son did not earn his father's love by any means. In fact, he squandered mm-hmm. it, uh, took advantage of it. And here uh, the father still says, you are my son. I'm hmm. so glad you're home. He, he hugs him. He kisses him. He gets the best robe <laughs> and throws him a party. <laughs> and and us, the, the, the do-gooders, the people who feel like we've earned this love, 
are mm-hmm. are offended by it because for us it was about works. We felt like we were doing something to deserve this love when in fact that completely ruins the point. You know, the, the, the mm-hmm. point of love is that it's not deserved, it's not earned. It just is. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a beautiful thing. So I didn't want to get into that side of it as much as just the idea of how often do we miss out on the main point of the story, uh, especially in this case when we're reading the Bible? How, how often do we put ourselves in the position of the main character when really we are not the main character in the story? And we can learn a whole lot more by simply yeah. disassociating ourselves with the main character. Um, and it was like, and I saw like an article uh, about this as well, like where like we're taught that you know, when we're reading the story of Ruth, that we're the, we're the Ruth in the story. <laughs> or or our, our daughters, our young girls in the church are, are the Ruth in the story. And it's like, that's not always the case. Like, there's lots of other things in this story to be learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just because, you know, just because you're the, yeah, you're, you're the born again girl that's listening to this story or the born again boy that's listening to this story doesn't mean that you are aligned (laughs) with the main character. Um, And so I just wanted to bring this up because I felt like it would be an interesting conversation for us to have. Hmm. Um, It's not really a a kosher topic for a lot of Christians. And it kind of, I I think it's one of those that kind of nips at your ankles a little bit um, where it's like, it's a little uncomfortable it's a little annoying, um, <clears throat> but maybe, just maybe, uh, it might help you approach uh, the Bible. I don't. I actually don't agree it's with different. that. I, I, I don't. I don't think it is. I, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if if we don't talk about this. And I think the fact that it is, <laughs> that if it is bitey, we're we're, our country is the West is. Has entertained an idea of Christianity that is one-sided. God mm-hmm. is a God of love. Yes, God loves us, but also, also, we are awful. Like even our best attempt is awful. And by awful, if you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a good person. If you're a Christian and you look at the Bible, it's it's very clear about what the gospel is. I, I was just looking this up. So Tim Keller um, said, pro, I, in my opinion, what is one of his his most um, important quotes says this: "The gospel is this: we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe." Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. We're more sinful and flawed in and of ourselves than we ever dared believe. And at the same time, we're more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. I think that our civilization, our society, our culture in the West has taught us the latter and we need to focus on the former. And here's why. Here's one of the reasons why besides the fact that it's the gospel. <laughs> uh, it's not a good enough reason, it, Matt. <laughs> it, it makes... <laughs> it, we are so obsessed with ourselves. Yeah. It's like, have you, ever met, have you ever met someone whose mom or dad told them constantly, 
you're you're amazing and you're good at everything, even when they're not. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come down on this hard because I'm getting ready to be a parent and I'm fully prepared to have a girl who is wrapped around my finger. And I, I'm like, no, that's um, this is not. <laughs> there's there there are going to be times when you are. You need to be disciplined. You need to be put in your place. And you, I'm the parent here, okay? <laughs> I, I, I think that when you were talking earlier about being a parent and the things that it teaches you, how, how similar is this to how God views us? That we think we have it figured out and God is, God is saying, no, you don't. You do not. And this is not all about you. It's the same kind of thing you hear from a parent. The world does not revolve around you. Mm-hmm. In our society, we've made things so comfortable and convenient and post it and people will like it. Create an account and people will follow it. Mm-hmm. And they will. But have you ever thought about how many people have Instagram and how many people view your post? In mm-hmm. our minds, we think it's unbelievably consequential that we get the perfect caption written so that everyone in the world will know that we said it the way we said it. They will understand. Have you, have you ever looked at the stats on your post? Yeah. We, we are, we are nothing. I mean, even the, the most famous among us is, is nothing. Mm-hmm. It, Politicians it's, have it's, the most gas, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, this this is this is upsetting. Not, not, uh, was, not quite exactly, but it's close. It was a good try. <laughs> it's well, the debate was last night, so I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> Did you see it? It's a train wreck. We we are. I'm frustrated by this by this concept because we're getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. We we are obsessed with ourselves. And I, I think the answer in our country is very um, simple, and I think it's also very offensive. And that is we have walked away from God. We have turned our back on God, and we have said, we can do this. We'll let you in a little bit, but we're pretty good at this. We have this figured out. Look at what we've built. And we see examples in the Bible of this very same thing. Pride builds you up. And you'll let God in just a little bit, just 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 you know, open the blind a little bit, let some sunlight. In. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Close it. Now we need to open ourselves up to the idea that we do not have it figured out. It it, it is not about us. Mm-hmm. The gospel will tell us the reason that you're in need of Jesus is because you you can't do this. And when you do that, when you open yourself up and you say, I'm, I'm sorry and I repent of everything bad, but also of everything good I've ever done, you have freedom because now yeah. it's not about you. It's not about your works. In Lancaster, where I live, the mentality that, that has seeped into, it seems like everywhere you look, is I'm a hard worker and I can do this. I'm a hard worker and I, I, I have most of it figured out. I do some bad things every now and again. And that is a pervasive mentality that robs us, honestly, of, of the opportunity to say, 
what what am I doing? It's it's a distraction. We need to repent and we need to get on our knees and we need to say, God, we are sorry. We do not have it figured out. It is not about us. I think that Keller Keller had it right. You need both sides of the equation. So what what do you think about this idea of um, social media being a main proponent in messing us up and, and making us think that we really are the point, are the reason, have it all figured out? I think blaming social media for anything is a scapegoat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, so there's this great picture, and it's not a perfect representation of, of, of my answer, but there's a picture of uh, a line of people looking at their phones next to a picture from newspaper. 40 years ago of, yeah, a lineup of, of yeah. people looking at a newspaper. Yeah. There is always going to be a catalyst. It's there's a always going to be something... There's always going to be something to place blame on, honestly, for mm-hmm. your own flaws. <laughs> yeah. And we're always going to be looking for somewhere to put our attention elsewhere than where it should be. Okay, um, okay, hold on. So, okay, so social media, what do you think about the church and the mega church celebrity pastor, um, pastorism <laughs> yeah that that culture in our country talk about I th- that i think it's problematic but i don't think it's any different now with social media than it was then i i think i think the the root of it is pride no right? no 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 i don't mean social media i mean um i mean so set aside social media oh right? okay okay yeah yeah that that that's very obviously a symptom i agree what about the church and the teaching and the idea that you're loved and every day's Friday and you're forgiven and you're a great person? What about how that affects everything downstream? Yeah. Separate um, topic. Yeah. Okay. So um, without getting too uh, political on it, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I would say- Good luck. <laughs> well, so so like I, I realized for myself um, that- I'm constantly waiting for the next thing to look forward to. Like that's kind of what gets me through life <laughs> in many cases. And I think yeah. it was just that like that because when I was a kid, it was like, what's the next thing? What's the, what am I what's looking forward thing? to now? Like, what am I excited mm-hmm. about? And I would think about that and look forward to it. Um, there's something exciting about that. Uh, for me, um, I like at some point made a shift to say like, treat every day like it's Friday. Like, don't feel like I'm trying to get to Friday. Treat every day like it's Friday. So after work, um, I'm not going to be afraid to have have fun tonight. I'm going to play games or, you know, I'll, I'll invite friends over. Like, maybe we'll keep it an early night, but, <laughs> like, I'll just pretend it's Friday. Like, hey, come on uh-huh. over or I'll pour myself a drink or what, whatever that means. I, I was trying to treat the end of the day like it was a weekend you know and and granted sometimes it was harder to wake up the next day uh <laughs> but <laughs> but but all in all like it was like why can't i have something to look forward to throughout the week um and mm-hmm. i think that um it's i i don't i don't mind the prosperity gospel from a place of knowing that we can um it's not that it's not wrong to have things. It's sure. not wrong to to be uh, to you know to 
to have a nice house or to have stuff, to have material things. It's, but what, what's important is not putting, not making that the end goal, not making that the reason why you're doing everything. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not the, uh, I'm trying to think of how to put this articulately. It's not the, um, it's not what you have. It's, it's where you place your value. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's the it's the the issue with the prosperity gospel is that it in many cases is the main point of that yes. message. It's it's where we're it's like you should be rich. You you're yeah. if you're not rich, if you're not yep. wealthy, if you're not happy, if then, you're not taking advantage of God's provision of God's blessing, and that is right. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just just to be straight up. But but what I do like about it is it it is changing your mindset to to. There's also like th- for a long time there is this poverty uh, gospel where it's like you know I, I mean this is Jesus gospel. <laughs> so technically if it's you're the not, right gospel. It, 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 Jesus says poor, sell everything then, you have, sell everything right. you have, give it to the poor. But at well, the same time, it's like okay, should we take that literally? Like like. Like if we are not poor, if we are not suffering, some people that, should. Did, well, so, some some, but, some people should because Jesus is the great counselor, and, that's and he right. knows. Like I like money. Yeah. My my mentor just told me this yesterday. Right. Get mentored, by the way, and also get ready because it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I like money a lot. I like money, and my mentor's like, "You like money." <laughs> And I'm like, no, I don't. And he said, yes, you do. And I said, yeah, maybe I do a little bit. <laughs> and Jesus, so what does Jesus say? How do you get into heaven? I'll tell you right now. Sell everything Sell you everything have. Sell everything you have, yeah. Well, to the next person, that's not what they need to hear because they don't love money. Mm-hmm. He's the great counselor and he knows what you need to hear. He knows what's in our hearts. What, what I'm saying to your, to your point, what I'm saying is our country needs a good dose of humility. Mm-hmm. And all we keep feeding ourselves is pride. Right. It's all about you. We just keep propping ourselves up. People are so selfish. People are so into themselves. I am so into myself. I will group myself right. into this. Yeah, we I am I am fully aware of I, I I'm not actually I'm not fully aware. I shouldn't even say that because my gosh, I we need help. And I think that we're feeding ourselves the wrong ingredients to treat the wrong dose or anecdote um, to, to, to treat the symptom. Yeah. We're medicating with the wrong medicine. Yeah. But, and it's but, really, it's really, it's really frustrating to me because we just keep doing it. We just, yes, social media is, a, is, is one thing. Yes, it is. But it, but it's something. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's always it's something going to be that something. reveals the darkness, mm-hmm. and it just keeps making it worse. See, see, I actually, I actually disagree with this a little bit because I think social media is making aspects of who we are worse. I think yes, it is a symptom, but I also is it think making it's it worse, a, or is it just drawing out the uh, what's already there? I think it's My making question. it worse. If you look at if you look at the if you look at someone who grows up on social media versus someone who doesn't, hmm. I think that that's part that is n- nurturing who you are. It's it's helping like to create who you are in your of, formidable years. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I yeah, 
I didn't really think, I think about it that way. That's I think it's good, both. Two point. things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Um, takes I found it to be that, again. like, what, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I have taken a huge break. It's actually been hard for me to get back to social Same. media because I just I just dislike it and coming back to it made it even more apparent I disliked it before but coming back to it made it more apparent so it's been tough for me it's to, a good thing you run a company with active. uh in marketing and also a I podcast know. that has social media. <laughs> That's, that is the problem that is the problem uh I think though like <laughs> it's so so we could go either way you know there's the there's the prosperity gospel obviously that we've heard there's the poverty gospel that we've also heard. I grew up with the poverty gospel myself. Um, I think if you look at I, any anybody and say, because you are wealthy, you are not following God, or because you are poor and struggling, you are not following God. I think if you do either of those things, you are in the wrong <laughs> <laughs> because where because what matters is where your heart is. That's that's ultimately what Jesus consistently teaches and what the root of almost all of his parables break down. What where is your heart? And that's where your treasure is. And that is where your treasure is. And that is a humbling thought. And that is a very humbling thought. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Is is your is your heart wrapped up in money and what you can attain? That that's that's all you're going to have then. Mm-hmm. Like by treasure, we're being told that's what your treasure is. That's what you get. That's all you get yeah. is what you have. That's that's yeah. that's all you get. But but if if Jesus, if you keep, as my pastor says, the main thing, the main thing, then you get him. I mean, C.S. Lewis was so right. If you aim, I'm going to get this wrong. If you aim for earth, that's all you get. If you aim for heaven, you get heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. If you if you aim for Jesus, you get the most you can get. You get what you need. If you aim for money or anything else, you get just that. Mm-hmm. And it's that's not what you need. It's not what your heart really needs. Yeah. It's just not. But we forget that. Almost every hour of every day, we forget that. It's like, yeah. we're going to get off this call and you're going to get, you're going to go get the mail and you're going to have a bill and be like, crap. How am I going to pay this? Or you're going to get a check and be like, sweet, I can't wait to do this with the money. And you're going to forget what's really mm-hmm. important. Or, 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 or something's going to happen in your day that distracts you. Because it's all around us. It's, it's, our lives are complicated and busy. Mm-hmm. If you start your day reading the Bible and getting into what really matters, it will affect and permeate every other area of your life. And everything else will be less weighty and consequential and you'll be able to deal with any blow you get, any any high or low, in a way that's reasonable and not that's overreactive. Right. Tools are there. Mm-hmm. You guys get it. But, I, I, I get it. Go ahead. But, 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 I would say we don't disagree on the fundamental here, which is... Matt Garska is really good at drumming. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the Chappelle, bring it around full circle. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's very true. That is the point of the episode. We're going to name it. Uh, yeah. Matt Garska is good at drumming. Uh, no, but I, I get it. Like, so you, you know, we have a first person perspective on life. You know, we're going through this life and we are the main character in our story we are innately selfish. <laughs> it's, it's part of who we are as 
humans. But I just would encourage you all to try to set <clears throat> try to set that aside. Try to have a slightly different perspective. Um, especially like you know, like Matt said, like start by reading the Bible. Well, when you read the Bible, try to uh, separate yourself from the main character. Don't just assume that because the story is about this person that you are that person. You're not always the main character. And I think we can all learn something when we uh, take a, a approach of humility and 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 don't just assume that it's all about us because it's not. And if you think that, then you're <laughs> crazy. No, you're, I'm just kidding. You're wrong. You're, you're, you are wrong, and you'll find out the hard way most likely. So I think I think that uh, we can sum this up with a verse better than we can with our words, um, and I think we should end this episode that way because you yeah. have a an obligation here soon. So I'll end it with this: Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And we'll heal their land. Amen. Hmm. That is um, a verse that I come back to from time and time, uh, time and time again. And the, the key word for me there is humble, humility. Yeah. I think that's my takeaway today. I'm a, I'm a cocky, prideful person. And I make it about myself. And the first thing I need to do the first thing I will do once we hang up is repent of that. Martin Luther I was just going to say, you're going to go uh, cut out a big piece of cardboard, get some Sharpie, write repent on it, uh -huh. and go out in the streets. And <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am, actually. Repent. I mean, uh, I'm going to stand out in the town of Lidditz and just streets of Lancaster. The corner. I'm going to have a five-gallon drum in front of me. I can, yeah. I can play some drums and a bucket. <laughs> Martin Luther said uh, the Christian life is one of repentance. Mm-hmm. That, that is how you become a humble man. You repent. You, you don't have enough. We, we don't have enough. I don't have mm -hmm. enough. And that's how you take the spotlight off of yourself. That's right. So change the way that, that you really think. Good. And man, what a, good, what a good reminder to have a conversation like this. Mm -hmm. For, for just me. Kind of things into perspective, and, right? Yeah. And for you. For sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you all for, for listening to this conversation and uh, for being a part of it. Um, as we always say, if you're interested in uh, supporting us in uh, getting more involved with the podcast, check out patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. There's plenty of ways to do that. Um, our inner circle community is... Uh, <clears throat> So um, inter circle, our inter circle. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are uh, so involved in in what we do here, and so much. Uh, uh, they are the reason why we are still doing this. So, if you're interested in learning out, learning more, finding out more, go to Patreon.com/slash Holy Ghost Notes. Uh, if you have any questions um, or want to add to this conversation separate from the inner circle, feel free to. Shoot us an email, Matt and Tim, at theholyghostnotes.com. And uh, if you liked what you heard today or you didn't like what you heard today, uh, drop us a rating regardless on uh, Spotify and 
Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Humble us. Yeah, humble us. Yeah, put us in our place <laughs> a little bit. I, I haven't seen a, just, I haven't just seen a, little a, bit, a low rating in a while. Yeah, not too low. Just, but, uh, just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Give us we a don't want too much. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Tim how nice his studio is. Yeah. Congrats on that, man. I'm very Thank happy you. for you. Thank you. But don't don't make it too much about yourself. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I'm just gonna okay. set up cameras and lights and make myself look good. That's all. <laughs> you actually are going <laughs> to do all myself. of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not <See>? even lying. <laughs> ah, man. All right. Well, this has been yeah. great. What a what a good reminder for me, and uh, hopefully for you all as well, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, kind sir. Thank you. I'll see you next time. All right. Sounds good. Three, two, one. Beep.